in late 2015, early 2016, got into Y Combinator, has since raised 3.3 million bucks, team of 10 in San Francisco, helping millions of folks across their platform quickly build mobile applications. About to turn on a paywall, we will see what happens. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Arun Seigel. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Thunkable, a Y Combinator-backed startup in San Francisco. Thunkable is a platform that allows anyone to build their own mobile apps without needing to know how to code. Prior to Thunkable, Arun was the lead Android developer at Quizlet. He also worked at Khan Academy, Aspiring Minds, and Google. He holds a SB and Master's of Engineering in Electrical Engineering and Computer Science from MIT. Arun, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay, very good. So you're first off, Thunkable, it sounds like you're in a pretty crowded space. I mean, you're competing with like the build fires of the world, right? That kind of space? Absolutely. So tell us, give, give me a better definition besides a competitor name on what you do. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. So Thunkable is a drag and drop tool to build mobile apps. So if you don't know how to code and you're looking to build an app, we're the software to use. Now, as you pointed out, there's a whole slew of kind of uh, competitors in the space. We're not you know, blind to that and saying we're the first ones to, to ever think of such an idea. But I think what makes us interesting is when you see you know, kind of their, their, the competitors fall into a couple buckets. Either there's outsourcing, which is obviously very expensive. Um, there's kind of simpler to code tools, but those are things that still require you, you know, instead of writing Java or Swift, you can write JavaScript, but they still require you to code. And the last segment is kind of these templated solutions. The problem with a lot of those is while they look good and, you know, solve for specific use cases, they're not really powerful enough to let most people do what they're trying to do. If, uh, you know, what they were trying to do could be, you know, solved with the templated solution, then they wouldn't need to build the app that they're trying to build. And that's why we made Thunkable. It's the only tool really simple enough for the non-developer or novice developer to use, but powerful enough that you can actually build what you're trying to build. And how do you make money? What's the average customer paying you per month? So right now, everything we do is completely free. Um, we right now make money actually- Arun, by... spoken like a true Y Combinator, San Francisco-based company. You're probably funded too, right? Oh, yes. It's, it's very convenient <laughs> that we have the venture. The way we make money right now is venture capitalists give us money and then we use that money to fund the company. At least you're honest. How much have you yeah. raised? Uh, so we've raised about $3.3 million to date. Okay, and, and look, as a founder, you're a smart dude, MIT, Google, okay, so I'm not talking to someone stupid here. I mean, you're taking the Solution, right? I mean, unless you're negotiating Absolutely. a great thing like pre-revenue, you know you're going to drive revenue on this thing. Why raise so early? 
So the idea was, as you pointed out, it's a crowded space and we wanted to make sure that we built the single best product out there and had everyone on our platform and excited about our platform. And so what we did was we raised that money so we could hire the team that we needed and kind of build the product that we needed. Um, you'll see that, you know, we already have some between our open source and proprietary stuff, some 7 million people who have built apps on our platform. So it's pretty large and there's a lot of, uh, you know, costs that we have associated with it. But the goal is that we uh, we start charging people in the next few months for, uh, for premium features. So yes, take a little bit of a hit early, but that allows us to build this platform out. And then from there, hopefully we're able to generate enough revenue that we can actually cover our costs long term. What so year did you launch the business? Revenue. Go ahead. What year did you launch the business? We launched the business at the very end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Okay, so 2016. And then what's your team size today? Today, there's 10 of us in San Francisco. Okay, got it. So I'm going to assume minimum, minimum six-figure salaries there. So I'm taking 10 grand times 10 folks. You're, you're spending at least 100 grand, maybe 150 grand per month on headcount. You've got enough, obviously, uh, capital raise to sustain yourself for a while. But how do you make the decision when to turn on revenue? Absolutely. So there's two things we've done. We've already turned on revenue in one small stream, which is uh, if you're a third party that has an API and you want to reach, you know, the millions of citizen developers that we reach, then you can actually integrate uh, your API onto our platform and we charge you for that. So that's one way we do that. How, How much do you charge for that? So it's, it's uh, varying numbers depending on kind of the size and the scope of the integration. Is it based like like a tenth of a cent per API call though? Like is it tied to API calls is it, or is it tied to some other no, metric? It's tied right now. We've done it tied kind of charging per integration. Okay, just flat. doesn't matter how, how much flat volume fee. you're going through. It's just boom, flat fee. Correct. Okay. Flat fee. And what is it on Absolutely. average? Like, give me a cent. Are we talking like a grand, 50 bucks, 10 grand? We're talking usually five figure, uh, kind of high five figures. Got it. Is that for, that's annual contract? And that's annual contracts. Okay. Exactly. Okay, good. So that's, yeah. but that's, I mean, less than a hundred grand in revenue from that so far? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. On that, yeah, on that order of magnitude. So what, what we are really, what our, I mean, long-term business model is definitely to charge kind of uh, for a premium product. So the basic product is free. If you're trying to build an app, you use us and it's great. Uh, but if you want, you know, if you're trying to make money off of us, if you're trying to get analytics, all those kind of things, you need help launching to the Play Store, to iTunes, those kind of things you'll pay us for. And uh, to your question of when turn on the money, uh, it was basically when, you know, it's time to actually turn on those features. That's when we turn on the revenue and so that's coming in the next few months because those are things now that our users are sophisticated enough and saying hey i really want these added features we say no problem we're going to build them for you and then we'll charge you a small fee to actually utilize them and and why i mean considering your background why go after and this isn't a hit on on like you going after a, this kind of problem but i imagine with what you know you could go solve some very interesting problems why go after this one Absolutely. So one of the things that we found was that, you know, it, as you said, my background is as a software engineer. I've built a bunch of mobile apps for a variety of companies and found that, you know, me as one person, I can build an app and I can help solve, you know, a very specific problem. What we discovered is on our platform, we've seen people build millions of apps to solve problems that we didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. So just to give you a quick example, uh, in 2015, the country of Yemen kind of broke out into civil war. The power grid wasn't very uh, reliable, so people started going to solar power. 
Well, one of the problems people had with the solar panels was they didn't know when to tilt them during the day, they didn't know how much energy they had, etc. So there was a young guy in Yemen who found Thunkable, built an app on us, and now there are about 100,000 families in Yemen who manage their solar power through this app that this guy who didn't know how to code built on our product. That's a problem that even if I looked far and wide, I probably would have never found and never saw. Okay, so, so my heart's glowing from that story. Like, I feel very cushy right now. I feel like I'm riding on clouds. Beautiful story. But you're making no money from him, correct? Correct. Yeah. No money from him. And we're okay with that because there are so many problems that we're solving that people are trying to make money off of and trying to make business off of. There are all these mom and pop shops using us, et cetera, and they're actually trying to use us to make money. So we're saying, hey, for people like this guy in Yemen, you should be able to use us totally for free. But if you're trying to run a business, if you're trying to make some money, that's where we come in. So How do you decide that though, Arun? That feels like so tough. I mean, are you, is there some one person deciding every new trial that should be a free user they were gonna charge them? Like, I mean, how do you make that simple? No, so you come in and you say, hey, I'm trying to build an app. These are all the things that I need. And you look at everything that we offer you for free and you say, oh, you have everything I need, Thunkable, thanks so much. I'm gonna keep using you for free. But another user comes in and says, hey, here are all of the features that Thunkable offers for free, but things like in-app purchases or ads or analytics, those are part of the premium package. Well, I need those to build the app that I'm trying to build, so I'm gonna pay for them. Okay, but you have no one on that yet. You haven't released that yet. No. Got it. So what what do you think you're, uh, when you release that, I mean, are we talking 60 bucks a month, six grand per month? Like, what do you think the price point will be? No, it'll be, it'll be a low price point. We're targeting something around 20 bucks per month. Interesting. And why, so you're definitely going to go after kind of the low ARPU, high volume SMB model, which has always been very difficult in managing churn because businesses go out of business. Absolutely. How do you manage that? So... One is the scale, right? Assuming we have the scale that you know we have now and we're able to continue growing that, then by having enough of the users uh, who are looking to build apps, enough of the SMBs who are looking to build apps, build, up, build apps on us, uh, we can actually you know, maintain profitability. The other point is there are a lot of tools, as you pointed out, in our space, and a lot of them are going after these high-end businesses. But what you see is if you're a high-end business, you hopefully have the money to be able to afford you know, a full-time developer. It's the these SMBs, these mom and pop shops, these individuals who don't know how to code, who often need it the most and are the most underserved. So there's a wide open market here that we think we can totally catch. But Arun, there's a reason they're underserved, right? Constant contact. I would, I imagine, I remember listening to the earnings costs before EIG swooped in and bought them because they had a horrible price to earnings ratio. And the reason their PE ratio was so bad is because they'd add 60,000 SMBs in a month and they'd churn 50,000. So that like, you eventually at that scale, you churn through the whole damn market right and they had a price point around 21 bucks a month was their arpu so like i totally get what you're saying but like i don't understand especially with what you raised you have to move upstream at some point and I'm not saying we won't move upstream. We have to start somewhere, right? Our goal is, if you look at the Play Store today, you look at iTunes today, 80 to 90% of those apps are pretty simple and should be able to be built on Thunkable. We wanna make sure we've captured all of those apps, from the individual, to the mom and pop, to the kid in school, to the large Fortune 500 company who's putting out, uh, who's putting out you know, a relatively simple app to help you interact with their bank software, whatever it may be. Yep. Our goal is to actually capture the 90% of apps out on the Play Store today, out on iTunes today. 
but we have to start somewhere. And what we found from our roots, which was as an MIT Google research project, was the first folks that were drawn to us were individuals who had no other alternative. So our goal is let's nail it in that space. So take you know much of companies, take Dropbox for example, right? They started another MIT Y Combinator, et cetera, back company. What they did was they started after the individuals and the individuals brought Dropbox into their companies and said, hey, now you know I use this thing at home. How about we use it for our company? And they managed to grow just by doing that. And so we want to go after that same exact model. Yeah, but that's because consumers don't die as fast as businesses die, right? And and consumers need storage, right? So like Absolutely. it'll be. I would love to have you on in a year and 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 learn about how you how you go after this problem. You're in a very unique state where you have a huge user base. You're going to put up a paywall at some point, and I would love to see how it performs. Absolutely, we have good indications that you know, hopefully five to 10% of our folks will be paying us. But as you said, until we actually prove it out, it's not certain. So I would also love to be back and actually tell you how it's doing. What's your goal for, you know, December, 2017? What, at what in that month, what MRR do you want to hit? What would you consider good? From this model, 10,000 bucks a month. Got it. Something low, but something that proves out that people are willing to pay us. That's more important to us right now than seeing, you know, scale of payments. It's more of scale of number of people who are willing to pay us. That's important. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Good stuff, Lauren. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? to say probably high output management by Andy Grove. It's probably a common answer, but definitely for me as someone who doesn't have an MBA, et cetera, that was a great learning on how to kind of be an effective manager. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Right now, actually, I've been uh, looking at Shantanu Narayan from Adobe. Is, is that the Adobe CEO? Yeah, the Adobe CEO. Number three, is there a favorite, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? I would favorite online tool is probably Google Calendar. Just that that's how I organize everything. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between seven to seven and a half. Okay, that's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Very single. Very, <laughs> very single and no Married kids? Married to the company. <laughs> All right, good. And how old are you, Arun? I'm 26 years old. All right, last question. Take us back six years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? So I think for me, the biggest thing would be investing in others 
is one of the best ways to invest in yourself. And by that, I mean so much of what uh, my life has been to date has been a product of the people I've known, the mentors I've had, the peers I've had, the 10 people in the company, all of them basically came through personal connections, et cetera. And so investing in other people is the single best way that I've been able to grow as a person myself. There you guys have it from Arun. Invest in other people faster. He's got a storied history at Google, building many, many multiple apps from for very smart companies. Decided to go at it himself in late 2015, early 2016. Got into Y Combinator, has since raised 3.3 million bucks. Team of 10 in San Francisco, helping millions of folks across their platform quickly build mobile applications. About to turn on a paywall. We will see what happens. Arun, thank you for taking us to the top.